Well, hi there, guys. Thank you for listening to ABC's podcast today. Our prayer as you listen to this podcast is that it would truly be a blessing. Perhaps it may lead you to Christ for the very first time. Or if you know Christ, it'll definitely lead to a deeper commitment to Christ. But in the same breath, what we don't want is for these podcasts to be a replacement for your church. It just can't be. We believe that the gathering of believers, the local church, matters. It matters to you personally, your family, and the community the church is attached to. God's designed us for community with each other. So yes, we pray this podcast is a blessing, an encouragement, a challenge perhaps, definitely an installment moving you closer to Jesus, and we're excited that you're going to listen. But also know that we, it's not a replacement for church. And may God honor your faith as you listen, as you hear Him, and as you obey. Blessings, everyone. Okay. Well, today we're going to start a, a, a new mini-series. And uh, we're going to be looking at Psalm 23. Now, you don't even have to open your Bibles. You don't even have to open your Bibles, I think, because we all know it. Are you ready? Should we do a test? All right. Oh, you've got masks on, so you can just mumble if you get it wrong. All right. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me by green pastures. He my soul. What's my soul? There we go. Leads me. Path of righteousness, his name's sake. Though I walk through the shadow death, fear no evil. Time is they me. I'm before my enemies. The overflows. Complete goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell present. Amen. All right, good job, good job. Okay. All right, so, I mean, this is, I mean, this will be a highlight for all Christian faiths, denominations, Christian traditions around the world. I mean, even Hollywood makes this song very famous. Um, probably, you know, at the gravesite, in the funeral service, right? That's where Hollywood would probably emphasize this psalm. Um, but friends, this psalm is not just to take people to the grave. This psalm is not just to comfort those at the grave. And this psalm is not for you only when you die, right? This psalm is your comfort today, today and every day. Um, you're going to see here that. There is the Lord, our shepherd, but he is also a host. He is a host. And he's setting a table. He's hosting people. He's serving people. He's honoring people. All right? So he's a shepherd and a host. And so David can relate to this because he knows what it is to be a shepherd. He knows what it is to live like a shepherd and be with sheep. And he also knows as king how it is to host people and to set a feast and to give honor. You're with me? And favor. He knows these things, and he brings these two together here. And just 
at this point, just even at this point, I want to pause and have us ask ourselves, because here we have David, here we have David doing something simple yet very significant. He's pausing. He's pausing for a moment and he is thinking deliberately. He's thinking thoughtfully. He's thinking deeply about God. Right? That's what he's doing. It's not a lot of words. I mean, it's not a massive volume like Psalm 119. <laughs> but the words are deep and significant. And so as he's thinking deeply about God, he's also finding that he has something to say about God. And I just want to pause there for a moment and have us all just question again, are we pausing enough? Have we thought deeply enough? Do we give any thought to our God, our Savior, our Redeemer? How deeply do we think about God? And if we were to open the tap on what you have to say about your Lord, what would come out? Just a drip? Or a splatter? Think about it. So let's, let's be reminded and let's be encouraged by the psalm that pausing and thinking, worshipping, and having a lot to say about your God is critical. In fact, it will measure your spirituality before you even do anything for Jesus. You with me? And now we're all for a lot of th stuff coming up in the next few weeks and months and a lot of uh, programs and events, but we would be wise and we would be well, and I believe we would have the power of God if we were first be with God. First be with God in thought. Be with God in worship. Be with God in what you have to say about God. If someone pricked your, your, your bubble and said, tell me about God, what would, what would come out? What would, what would come out? Let's first be that before we go and get busy. Before we go and get busy. I also picked this song because I think, you know, as, we've, as we encourage and as we endure with those who are enduring treatment, as we endure with those who are mourning the, and grieving lost ones, as we endure with those who've lost work and are jobless, as we just try and draw comfort as a church in this very trying time, I think we would do well to be refreshed by the psalm over the next few weeks. We do very well. And I trust it is refreshing to all of us. And it would do us well for those who are going well. And for those who are busy. And those who are healthy. And those who are, you know, on a road of productivity. Hold on to also pause. Just pause. And measure who are you before God. Do you think often of God? Do you take time? Do you put stuff on hold to think about God? Do you interrupt your schedule to stop and pause and think and think deeply and worship? Because the, the psalm starts, He leads, He guides, He restores, right? And then how does He end? You anoint me. You set a feast before me. Your presence there's a complete shift in the psalm. And God would have that be done to us on a daily basis. So starting tomorrow, 
Let's have the schedule be different. Starting this week, let's have the schedule be different. That before we go and do and, and achieve and accomplish and get the goals that we've set up before us, hold on, let us first be, let us first be thinking deeply about our God. You know, be in the Scriptures, learning about God, being with God, worshiping God, and then praising God in spirit, in heart. You with me? Okay. Now that kind of stuff does get better as we get older. We come to appreciate even the psalm better as you get older. But this comfort is for all of us, even from young. Now Paul, Paul, you see, we've been in Paul now for so many weeks. I'm going to get that mixed up now. <laughs> David now, David. Okay? He says three, he, he makes three astounding statements in the psalm. Okay? So if you have your Bibles, this is basically where we're going to go over the next few weeks. We're just going to focus on one this morning. The first one is this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Okay, that's the first one we're going to look at this morning. Under his care, I lack nothing. There's no deficit under the care of this shepherd. No deficit. Okay? He makes a second astonishing statement in verse 4, the end of verse 4. He says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Now, the evil is near because he said he prepares the table before my enemies. The evil is formidable. It's ominous. But even with all the odds stacked up against him, he makes this statement that I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. Even though it's staring at him in his face. Then the third astonishing statement is right at the end of verse 6. And he says, I will Dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will. I, I can't help myself. I'm going back. He is such a good host. His care is so all-encompassing that I, I go back. And I go back and I go back and I, I can't help myself. I will go back to this comfort, to this shepherd, to this host. I'm enjoying God I enjoy God. I love God. I pursue Him. And I keep wanting to go back for more. So this morning we're going to break up the first declaration. And that's why I've called the whole series Ample. Ample. Okay, it was supposed to be up there. But he's not behaving today. All right. So what does he say in the first verse? The Lord is my shepherd. I lack Nothing. Ample. Ample. And he uses the word Lord, which is a very special name of God, Yahweh, which is that special name designating and anchoring their relationship, Israel, with God, a covenant-keeping God. It's this God who is inexhaustible. This God who is inexhaustible. He, God, he is God. He was always God. He is always God. He will always be God. He's inexhaustible. There has never been a time where He wasn't God. He is the self-sufficient God. He is the one who made everything and sustains everything. He doesn't need a shepherd. The Lord. You know, that's who it is. Yahweh, that one, that one is my shepherd. 
that one. And by saying he is my shepherd, he is saying, I'm a sheep. That's what he's saying. If he's a shepherd, then he's a sheep. And I know that shepherding is not, you know, it's a bit foreign to us. It's something we sort of got to think hard about. But a shepherd doesn't live on a hill away from the sheep, you know. A shepherd doesn't send text messages to the sheep from a distance. He doesn't stay in the high office and everyone's in the low office. Okay, he doesn't manage them remotely. A shepherd has intimate knowledge of a sheep. There's a relationship between the shepherd and the sheep. The shepherd knows his sheep. And as Jesus said, my sheep, they know me. They know my voice. They know me. They know me. There's a familiarity there. They know my voice. Why would this shepherd want to be with sheep? Why would Yahweh want to be with him? And in the macro, with Israel. Sheep are not cool. Sheep are not appealing. The shepherd is with sheep because the sheep are needy, because the sheep are defenseless, because they're directionless, because, if I can use the S word, they're stupid. And in that context, sheep are stupid. And think about it for a moment. The inexhaustible one, the one who always is, will always will be and forever will be, this one who sustains all and is created all and knows all, the all-powerful one, the all-present one, this one wants to be a shepherd for this, for the sheep, for the sheep. Despite being so unlike him, despite being in so much need of him, he wants to be our shepherd. And Jesus, Jesus, friends, is this one. Jesus is this shepherd. Jesus is the one who is near us. Uh, Philip Keller wrote a book on this psalm, and I want to quote from him. He says, Sheep do not just take care of themselves. They require above any other class of livestock endless attention, meticulous care. It's no accident that God has chosen to call us sheep. Sheep and human beings are similar in many ways. They both have mob instincts. Both have fears and timidity. Both have stubbornness and stupidity. Both have perverse habits. These are all parallels. Yet, despite the adverse characteristics, Christ chooses us, He buys us, He calls us by name, He cares for us as His own, and delights in being guardian of our souls. Why is He near us? Not because we are good, but because He is good. He is the good, good Father. He is the good shepherd. So that's the answer. Why would he be near sheep? Why would he know his sheep? Because he's a good shepherd. Nothing good in us. Nothing good in us. And so David declares, Yahweh is my shepherd. He is my shepherd right now. Right now. Today, he is my shepherd. And he's always, moment by moment, my shepherd. There's no moment where he's not my shepherd. And this is in present tense. 
It's in present tense. So he, will, he is my shepherd. He always will be my shepherd. He is shepherding me right now. Who needs to hear that this morning? The Lord is your shepherd. Not because of anything good in you, but because of His goodness. And the truth is, this one, that inexhaustible one, who is and forever will be, is your shepherd. And He is most capable, most knowledgeable, and ever-present. He is a good shepherd. He is, in fact, the only thing that can be called good. He's the one that defines and fulfills the word good. And that one is your shepherd. I know we know the psalm, and I know it's here. But is it here? Is it here? And if God is your shepherd, is it coming out? Is it coming out? Is it being lived out? Is it being expressed? Because as David thinks about it, if he, that one, is my good shepherd, let me think about my needs. Let me think about where he leads me, he guides me, he sustains me. I have no need if I think about my deficits. I, in fact, I can't find a deficit under this care. He does lead me. He does guide me. Let's use his words. He does make me lie down. He does lead me. He refreshes. He guides. He does that. I have no need. Ow. Outside the care of the Good Shepherd, you have great need. Anyone and everyone outside of Christ has great need. Amen? They have great need. Jesus put it this way in Matthew 9. 9.35 Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and illness. When He saw the crowds, He had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. That's what you are without Christ. Harassed. Helpless. Diseased. Dying. Just a few chapters on in Matthew 11. Here we have that great invitation. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find Rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So outside of the care of this good shepherd, there is great need. In fact, there is only death and pain and a negative economy. But come to me. Come to me. You are over there. Come to me. To those who know they are weary and heavy burdened, you come to me. You will have nothing if you come to me. No deficit. I will meet all your needs. But without me, you will need everything. And we are heavy and weary and burdened apart from the Good Shepherd. But once we know the Good Shepherd, once we have the Good Shepherd, then we have the all-knowing, the all-present, the all-powerful Yahweh, the promise keeper, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the Shepherd, and we have everything. Amen? We have everything. And so David makes that astonishing statement, I shall not want. 
I shall not want. He's met all my needs. I have no, no deficit. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. He makes me. He leads me. He refreshes me. He guides me. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. Now this is evidence of a changed heart. When you and I change how we measure things. How we measure things. Because David has been redefined to measure things now to a new standard. He says, I have no want. I have no deficit. I have no deficit. I have no needs. God has fulfilled all my needs. I've got a different measuring system. Okay? When you're outside of the shepherd and outside of Christ, you have needs and you, you have lack and deficits because the world tells you you've got needs. The world will tell you you've got great needs. Your own flesh will scream at you you've got needs. You've got deficits. Culture will scream it at you. You're burdened. You're cast down. You lack. You lack. But being saved by Christ, forgiven by Christ, redeemed and given His righteousness, we see all our needs have been met. We don't listen to what the world says. We don't listen to the screaming flesh. We don't listen to those passions in us that tell us that we have a deficit. We don't listen to that anymore. We now measure everything to the great shepherd and his care. We see him, we know him, and we experience his care. Because God is in this Christ. What is he like? What does he do for us? That's how we now assess. That's our new measuring system on what is a deficit and what isn't. He makes everything I need. He leads me everywhere I need to go. He has restored me in every possible way. He guides me by the path of righteousness. I can't think of anything that I lack. I lack. I am so content in Him. And so now you are a different person than when you were before. Because your measuring system has all changed. In fact, it will change to such a degree that in Christ God will call you to pursue a purpose at great sacrifice, at great cost. And you know what? Because your measuring system has changed, you'll say it's no loss. It's not, I have everything. So you can have it. You can take it. You can even take my life. I have a new measuring system. I have no want. You are all I need. There's no sacrifice. There's no cost. And the world will tell you, you're losing. Your flesh will scream at you, you're losing. You've got potholes. <laughs> Jesus says in Luke 9, 23, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life, you know, stay with the shepherd, will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So your measuring system goes completely upside down if Yahweh is your shepherd. You have all you need. You have all you need. We don't listen to the world anymore. We don't listen to the flesh anymore. We mute its screams. The life I have gained in Christ is all I need. I lack nothing. It's ample. It's ample. So, if breakfast was your last meal today and forever, 
Is Jesus enough? Is Jesus enough? Because God wants to give you more than a good meal. He wants to give you more than a new client. He wants to give you more than a new home and a new boat and a new hobby or a win or a new friend. God's hope is greater and bigger than that. Much greater. It's bigger than the best holiday, bigger than the best family, bigger than the best meal you could have. You lack nothing in this God. Nothing. Philippians 1.21 To live is coffee. No. <laughs> to live is retirement annuity. Oh, sorry. To live is lamb on a rotisserie. No. To live is Christ and to die is even better. Why is it even better to die? Because then we get Christ in an even better way. But to live is Christ. This is the super thing. I ample, I have ample in Jesus. I have ample. Have you thought deeply about this? Two Peter 1 verse 3, Seeing that His divine power has granted us almost everything, no. Seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him who has called us by His glorious and excellence. He has given us everything. He is the super thing. I have no want. I know Him. I think of Him, I know His care, I see my needs, but He meets them. Ephesians 1 verse 3, Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with almost every spiritual blessing. No. Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Friends, we are loaded. Loaded. It's like someone gave you a garment or a piece of cloth at three meters. Three meters. And you go to have it cut and they cut off one centimeter. It's nothing. It's nothing. I've got the garment. It's no loss. In the good shepherd, this is what you have and this is what he gives you. So as a believer in Christ, am I lacking anything? No. And that is good news. And friends, maybe God is preparing you for something to be lost. Maybe you see the valley. And you know you're going to go through the valley. And God is preparing your heart now to say, Hey, you have me. You have me. You have all you need. You have all you need. You're going to get through this because of me. And I'm going to hold you. And I have all that you need. So don't look at the losses. Don't look at the difficulty. Look at me. Right? Look at me. I am a good shepherd. The inexhaustible. The one who is, always will be, forever will be, 
who created all things, sustains all things, the immutable one. And this one is what you have. This one is what you have. So the question, as we draw this to a close, is that we need to be careful how we assess things. Because how we assess things will be an indication of our spirituality. How have you been assessing your deficits in your life? How have you been assessing the deficits in your life? Because how you assess them will reveal how spiritual you have or how you are. Who are you listening to? The world? Is the world screaming at you? You, you, you? You've got huge deficits. You've got great needs. You've got great shortcomings. Is your flesh screaming at you? I want, I want, I want, I want. Let's look deeply at our shepherd. Think deeply of our shepherd. And see that he has filled those holes and more. And more. And may Psalm 23 in this journey be a refreshing look in heart and in mind to know him and to know his care and to come back to him. Come back to him. When we pursue those things outside of the shepherd's care, they only leave you broken, wanting, and burning. But when you have him, you only have life. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I think most of us, if not all of us here this morning, would be the first to say, we know you, we love you, we thank you for your forgiveness, and we live for you. Father, I pray that you would begin a new, a new pause in our life. If we have been too busy, too distracted, chasing things that don't satisfy, trying to fill holes that are not holes in the first place. Father, I pray that your Spirit would help us through this psalm to arrest the commotion, arrest the unnecessary burdening, the unnecessary self-inflicted pain we're causing, the unnecessary brokenness that we're experiencing and resentment and Father, would you begin a new thing? As we start, stop listening to the world, listening to our flesh, listening to our passions, and start listening to you. And as we think deeply of you this week, and as we take note of who you are and what you've done, I pray our hearts would begin to worship again and see that in you we have everything. Father, even when you went to the cross, you weren't looking at what you were going to suffer. You went because of the joy set before you. Give us that same vision, Lord. Open our eyes. Reveal yourself to us afresh how big you are, how super you are, how caring you are, how you have met all our needs. And may we find in us a new contentment, a new satisfaction, 
a new joy. And Lord, for those who are preparing to lose, in a sense, preparing to give, preparing to sacrifice, preparing to do difficult things, I pray, Lord God, they'd know that you are near. And you, the Good Shepherd, are only a name away. Father, for those who have lost, who are enduring, who are giving, and, and, and in a sense losing, Father, I pray the comfort of knowing the Good Shepherd will truly touch hearts and minds, and that these offerings would be given with great praise and worship and thanks. That is the power of your love. And Father, as we look back, maybe in church, maybe in your name, for your kingdom's sake, we have given much, done much, sacrificed much, lost much. Lord, I pray as we take heart that we have followed the Good Shepherd, that none of that would be a loss. It would only be an investment. And we pray your blessing upon all the offerings, the givings, the sacrifices. And Lord, if it be your will, to live as Christ and to die as gain. Lord, we would pray for those this morning who don't know you. Maybe they are weary. They're burdened. Is it enough now? Are you tired of the pain? Are you tired of the brokenness and the anxiety? Are you tired of beating yourself up because you, the world says you've lost or your flesh demands that you've got potholes to fill? Come to Jesus. Come to this good shepherd. He is the only good thing in this world. And in his name is forgiveness. In his name is a deposit of righteousness. In his name is the spirit, a life of purpose and hope. Lord, I pray you'd reveal yourself to every heart here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 No, just wait, just wait. Just wait. Okay, we're going to um, have communion together. And then as you come forward to take the bread and the cup, then hold it. We're going to sing a song together and then drink it at the end. And then I'll close with a benediction. Okay. Um, so, Dylan, if you'll put the sound off for a moment while we put this in. Okay. Thanks for listening to our ABC podcast today. If you'd like to know more about ABC, then please check us out on Facebook, on YouTube, or our website. We also have resources we'd like to share freely to everyone uh, through Right Now Media. We have a channel with them, and we'd love to share you that link. Just email us on totibaptists at gmail.com or WhatsApp us directly on 079-033-228, and we'll get you in touch with those links and resources. If you have a prayer request or an item of praise or a question, then also feel free to get in touch with us via those links. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you and give you His peace.